0: Don't blush, baby. (laughs) I'm not blushing, um... What is up, guys? Welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the week, Cully Dogs. We're here for the final podcast before the BBL kicks off on Tuesday. The Aussies have absolutely humped the West Indies, and there's no coincidence that it coincides with Steve Smith being the captain once again. I'm here by my, with my trusty co-host, Jake. How are you, Jake? Yeah,
1: good, mate. Um, yeah, we, we finished off the West Indies as expected, mate. I could have captained that team and still would have won. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we can put it on Steve
0: Smith. Uh, I took them five days with the first test, so uh, very early in the fourth day, some good bowling. Um, and, but it's honestly really exciting that I was really excited at the start of this test that we we're going to go till pretty much February with every day cricket. But we've got to wait another day with no cricket. Uh, the BBL starts on Tuesday. How's your team looking?
1: I haven't really, I haven't really played around with it that much. I guess there was a few practice games over the weekend, so I've kind of got a few names that kind of stood out. But um, again, you kind of don't really know, like the exact teams that, that are that we're, that we're going to get. Um, so I guess as the games sort of go out in the first round, this, this, I mean, free trades to kind of you know swap your players around, and uh, d- depending on where they are batting or where or how many overs they they're aiming to get. Depending on the you know the makeup of the um the, the bowling attack of each team,
0: it's really hard in this format because the unlike the NRL, there's TLT on the Tuesday, so you've got two days to make some decisions, and then you've got another few days until certain teams play, uh, and each team gets locked out. With this one, you've kind of got to be on the ball, and you've got to predict things, and you've got to predict how they're going to happen, mm. and you've kind of got to have contingency plans so say you've got someone like Sam Harper who we spoke about last week and he doesn't open the batting you've kind of got to swap him out and if you swap him out there's a lot of teams that kind of have already played so they're locked out and uh, the the options are so limited what's your plans for tackling this and how are you going to go about it
1: well look I've kind of mapped out the first round that if um if my say my my emergency player which is a a player on a double does do well in their first game then i'm trading one of the single game players to a perth Scorchers player that's kind of one of my my tactics leading in because i think Scorchers having the the um the double the week after um, i think getting one or two ahead um, of those numbers and then using you know the other the three trades the week after on plays that i might have missed that are going to go up in price or mm-hmm. um even more per scorches so that that's kind of one tactic that, I, that i'm going with i'm pretty sure mikey's going with the same thing and there's a there's a few people that i've seen that have um that are starting with starting with scorches so um yeah i, I think in turn i don't really have any players that play later in the round uh, the ones i do have later in the round i'm probably you know like i just said potentially going to before the end of the round, on sell him to a Perth scorcher. So um, that was probably my main tactic going in. That's
0: probably the exact way to go about it. I never really thought of it like that. O- honestly, uh, going in with the plan uh, for the double next round and uh, having like a jilks on your bench, I guess, and it, hopefully, you know, he scores a 20 or a 30 in the first game, then you can bank that straight away and, and bank on him going big in the next one. And you get that as an emergency. So that's what's good about the emergency system in uh, BBL Supercoach. Uh, We do have a bit of news before we go into the Brisbane Heat and Perth Scorchers today. Um, We've got some trial matches to go through, and we've also got uh, some signings. So without further ado, Perth Scorchers have made some signings. Uh, They've made a lot of international signings. So Adam Lith, uh, there is another guy here,
1: Stephen eskenazi and there
0: is another guy who i don't know the name of either but think,
1: what if th- yeah i think the there's a, a local leg spinner i think that they've they've brought into the side which yeah probably won't get a run but I, I think that i think Lith. uh i think he might be an english guy i think he'll probably open for them with faf duple c so that's he's actually in he's not actually in um super coach yet Lith, so we don't really know his price so could be an interesting one for round two
0: Yes, I agree. Depending on the price, um, they've also signed Hamish McKenzie. We don't know much about him, but uh, I think we'll probably know to learn about a lot of these players later in the tournament. Um, Yeah, uh, I guess not really relevant, but moving on to the trial matches, the Stars played last week, and uh, there's a lot happening there. Marcus Stoinis, 62 runs, but... There was a bit of a scare. He did bat five for one of the trial matches.
1: I, I still don't think uh, at eighty two k. The fact that he's yeah. looks like he's back bowling, um, and I mean the stars batting lineup ahead of him is not that good. So there's a good chance he's coming in early, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's going to you know punch out sixty off thirty, he's he's almost. I think he's a must have.
0: I agree. I agree. Joe Clark forty one of twenty one. We did talk about this in uh, the first podcast. Joe Clark, 41 of 21, uh, I get it's against a, a Renegade's uh, kind of a warm-up side, but that is a good sign, in my opinion, and he will keep. Uh, what are your thoughts on him, and d- does that 41 of 21 change your mind of him?
1: Uh, he, he's been my team since since the get-go, so um, it only you know just improves my... Uh my, my idea of, of starting with him. Like he's, yeah, I'm not going to be, uh I mean, round two, he won't be in my team, but um round one, he's a, he's a lot for sure.
0: And then there is Hilton Cartwright, 31 off 13. I don't know where he batted uh, because the re- report here doesn't say it, but 31 off 13, 122,000. If he gets that opening spot, um, I'd be very keen on him, but It really depends. They're playing round one, which is great, uh, with game one uh, on Tuesday night. We were going to do a pre-lockout thing, but it's uh, logistically a nightmare for all of us, uh, lining up times as it is. So, um, yeah, with the Stars playing first round, if Hilton Cartwright gets an opening spot and maybe Joe Clark doesn't, maybe he gets a number five spot, will you consider a swap around?
1: I think they both might open. To, to be honest, I think mm-hmm. um, might be both of them. And then you go what Lark and um, is
0: it Joe Burns. It's there or is he? Joe Burns is
1: there, yes. and then and then Stoinis in at five. So I think Hilton Hukura might open. Um, otherwise, he could end up six. And we saw a bit last year. The the stars kind of they move their order all the time. Like each game, they've got a different person opening. Um, so I don't know I, if he's opening. We have saw what he can do. He's um, a big hitter. But um, the fact that he's probably not going to, you know, we're going to have to probably trade him in the next week because um, I've already got, I think, three stars and I don't really want to load up too many because I'm going to have to, you know, find some bench spots for the week after. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't open so I don't have to think about it.
0: Hot tip, if he does open and Stoyanis bats five, I could do the switcheroo between the two because... I. I, I If Stoinis pat's five, I don't like that role at all. Like, yes, he has the potential to get a 40 off 20, but it's just, it's not the role you want. He's also
1: bowling, Savs. He's bowling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. He is at the right price, but maybe he's someone you don't play in your side. You play him as an auto emergency, and you get a Hilton cut right in your side, opening batting.
1: But he's going to get... get done for a
0: duck. For <laughs> and that, and that, probably. Uh, and their new recruit, Tom Rogers, three for 50, quite expensive, but three wickets there. He was a breakout star last BBL season, and he's the kind of guy who uh, who has such a breakout year that you're like, no, he's not going to back it up. This is the kind of guy that probably can back it up with, with his – uh he's just got that fire and that hunger – Tom Rogers, what are your thoughts on him, and he, could he be a smoky to land in your side round one?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. I think, um, I, think I prefer much prefer other bowlers in that side than uh, than Rogers. So, is it no Tom Rogers? Isn't he the um the he was No, he was. I, mean, uh, I, think, I think Tom Rogers at the Renegades, and, or the the Rogers that play for the Canes. I'm pretty sure he's at the Renegades. Is that what we're talking about? Oh no, we've moved on for stars. Roger.
0: Roger. Oh, so he he plays for the Renegades. Yeah, Renegades. Because I
1: know that they had a Rogers last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It t- was like a emergency play. Okay. Nah, sorry. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, Tom Tom, Tom Rogers um, at the
0: Renegades three fifty.
1: Weird how this <laughs> no is. Buy, oh yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no buy. But I think the the thing with the with the Renegades, you've got Kane Richardson, who's the you know top of the top premium. But then you've got a lot of cheaper bowlers. So you've mm. got all these spinners. You've got that Hosain. You've got um, Majib, who yeah, you're getting him for 40k cheaper, um, and I'd much rather run them and then pick up you know 150k and use use on a on a double double yep. week player.
0: Yep, uh, I guess moving on to the Renegades, Jono Wells, he. Is a stalwart of the BBL game. Uh i I'll, I'll leave.
1: I'll leave this one to you, Sad <laughs> because you wrote a post. You, and Mike, you absolutely love this guy.
0: I don't. Love, I don't love him, but I think he plays his role so perfectly. For Supercoach is probably not the kind of guy you want to have. But hundred two or fifty three, he did bat four. So I, I think that that is a slight role change for himself. He's usually batting that five or six role. Batting four, he, yeah, I would say that's borderline the lowest you want a premium batsman in your side, uh, kind of batting at. At one hundred twenty thousand, it's not that expensive, but it's not that cheap either. With someone like him, it's definitely a wait and see, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a wait and see. The fact that he could, you know, he could go from four to six depending on the the, the loss of wickets. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a wait and see.
0: Aaron Finch, 79 or 46. Uh, he is about a similar price, thirty-eight I think. Uh, 79 or 46. He's someone who can really become a super coach gun. We know he's a super coach gun. He is an absolute gun. He has had a down form in the BBL in the last two seasons. That being said, he's always kind of been... That type of person that dominates this competition, do you see yourself starting with someone like Aaron Finch or at least keeping a close eye on him?
1: Yeah, like, like we said, kind of with John Wells, or not so much John Wells. I'd rather Aaron Finch, but I think a lot of these renegades definitely keeping an eye on. They do not have a buy at all for the whole tournament. So leading up to, I guess, their round five double is kind of when you want to be targeting them, um, seeing when their price is kind of going to bottom out or if they're going to increase, jump on them. Um, that week rather than just waiting and you're paying, paying a much more high, higher price on them. So it's definitely a watch for a lot of arena renegades. The last couple of seasons, they've, they've been absolute stinkers. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a watch this season.
0: Do you think, uh, like Aaron Finch, 79 or 46, do you think if if he can replicate that in round one, that is better than someone getting two 25s in a row, uh, getting a wicket every game, uh I don't know. Maybe maybe it's worth worth considering, uh, especially considering these players who have the doubles, you might not be fully convinced on. Like a, like a Hilton Cartwright, for example, he's not an absolute slam dunk keeper, whereas Aaron Finch, we know what he's capable of. Uh, I mean, I, I think Hilton Cartwright is a quite bad example because I think we know what he's capable of, but Aaron Finch has showed it for longer and more consistently
1: but he also hasn't showed in the last couple of years, which is mm. kind of the turn off for him. Yeah. Like last year, he came in at like 60 or nearly bottom dollar um, last year. And apart from the last round, I think he went berserk before that. Yeah. He really didn't do anything. Had, everyone had him in their side and he just disappointed everyone. So um, I, I have a feeling he's not even going to open. He might come in at three. He mm. might... I think he came in at three in that trial game, but Ma- again Madden's- we can't base it too much on trial form.
0: Yeah, so that that stems into my next talking point. Sam Harper, thirty off eleven, he did open the batting. I did speak about him last week. If he opened the batting, is is an option? Hundred thousand dollars. The keeper position is not an absolute slam dunk at the moment. We don't know what is the best option. I think what we know is Josh Inglis is one you lock in, uh, especially knowing he's got the double necks, he bats up the order. And we know his potential. He's played well in the BBL. Uh, I guess Matt Jilks kind of fits in that exact category as well, but he's not as proven as Josh, In- Josh Inglis. So if he gets that opening spot as well, then maybe that kind of answers that question. But Sam Harper, $100,000. You can save quite a bit of money there if you're going him instead of a Felipe and Matt Wade. Is he- uh, He's always kind of been relevant, but-, but what are your thoughts on him? Because uh, I really think that 30 off 11, that's about his peak. He, he doesn't really go on with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just shows glimpses in the last couple of years. He's shown glimpses to show that, yeah, look, get him in, but it's, it, he's never been consistent with it. Um, and I think until he shows that, he, I, he's, a, he's a watch for the for the buy period, but I don't think I'm going to be starting with him. I think, like I said, with a lot of the Renegades, I think I'm just going to put him on my watch list and um, and see how they go, I think, um, Yeah, for, for the Renegades.
0: Yeah, all right. And we've got some... Um... So we've got the Perth Scorchers uh, warm up match here, but we'll we'll talk that into when we uh, speak about them. Uh, and that's all we got. We got the. Did
1: you get anything for the um for the Sixes Thunder warm up game? Because there was there was nothing. They yeah. showed nothing.
0: I know. Uh, I did it's speak to rats. I did speak to Ryan Hadley, and he played in the game. He bowled well, but. Sam Whiteman actually played in the Prime Minister's or the Cricket Australia eleven match against South Africa, yeah. so he didn't play in that match. So we don't know what is going on. I'll actually message him now and see if he can give us any info um, whether he did play. Well, I, I
1: think was. I think it was Chris Green. My, I saw a quote that said Chris Green will say that Jukesie will open. So um, you, you saw a quote. I think that's kind of a good deal. Yeah, well, I saw something about Chris Green saying that Jukes will open, and you, you assume Hales is the other opener. So. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you, you would assume that. All right, let's yeah. move. Let's move into the team analysis. Uh, we'll start with the Brisbane Heat because they are a side that doesn't have the buy of this round, so we could legitimately talk about this team leading into this round one. Uh, are you excited for round one? It's only two days away. Oh, it feels like we've I'm waited excited. a long time. I'm
1: I'm going to the game on Friday, so
0: you um, yeah, I'm pre- I'm pretty pumped here. Yeah. You you are a um, BBL. Kind of naffy aren't you?
1: Yeah, we, yeah we, we go to all the. Well, for some reason, the Thunder have a lot of home games in fucking can- Canberra. In the <laughs> um, but the, the ones that, at the showground, we uh, we try and get to as many as we can.
0: It is quite close compared it's
1: good, to, man, to, good day, to three hours, get on the train, a couple of beers, a couple of beers, <laughs> more beers.
0: It is pretty good getting to that ground compared to the SCG. The SCG mm. is legit. It's just a nightmare. Uh, so For us Westies, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So we're starting with the Brisbane Heat. Uh, batsmen. Uh, w- we assumed that the opening batsmen for their side could be Max Bryant and Colin Munro, possibly. Colin Munro may about three. We don't know. Uh, but Max Bryant scored one off five in their trial match. He's at 95,000. Uh, without Chris Lynn in the side, he can kind of play the role that Chris Lynn played and kind of play it freely without you know, uh, a lot of the time he would start playing his role. Then Chris Lynn would get out and he he was kind of confused. Do I go for it and risk losing another wicket or do I kind of, uh, do I be conservative? So he is the guy this year that can really get them teed off. Colin Monroe is the kind of player who can do that, but he builds into an innings more, more so than not. Max Bryant, uh, against New South Wales in the Marsh Cup. a couple like, I always refer to the Marsh Cup, but a couple of weeks ago, it was like 88 off 40 balls or something, and he was looking brilliant. Uh, it looks like he's worked hard on his game in the last few months or the last year leading into this. What are your thoughts on Max Bryant? And he's always someone who comes into the consideration at this time of year, but uh, rightly so because he's got the role.
1: Yeah, I guess he's been an opener for the last couple of years. He's kind of been up and down the order and he's been in and out of the team, but it looks like now that he's kind of locked into an opening spot uh, at the Heat. The problem with the Heat, I guess we, before we start talking about all the players, they have the buy in round two, mm. then the double. So it's kind of an awkward mix for them. Like, you can kind of maybe carry one uh, this week, see how they go. Obviously, you won't be playing them next week and then load up for them for the buy. So um, I think Massy Bryant, I'm pretty sure he's under 100k. He's kind of been there for most of the year, so I mm-hmm. think he's kind of one that we, we look for for the doubles. I think with these batsmen that are not consistent, you kind of want them on a double, because um, if, you, if you're missing out, you end up you going home with zero, one point. Yeah,
0: so. that's true.
1: Um, on a player that's not going to be highly owned, so it's going to hurt you and not hurt many other people. So, Although, if he does go big, then obviously there's that, but yeah, I, th- I think Max Bryan is going to be one that you kind of look at f- for the um, for the doubles. But at his price, yeah, it's it's good. And I guess the fact that he's going to be pretty much locked in, and like you said, in decent form. So
0: the thing about Max Bryan is, as you said, if he gets one bad score, his price is at a point where it can go down, and it can go down quite signif- significantly. So. And they've got a lot of depth there. So they've got Colin Munro, who will come, come in at three, most likely. They've got uh, Matthew Renshaw, who will probably about four. Uh-oh. Yeah, probably about four. Then Sam Billings, who will bat five. And then they've got the Internationals when they come back. They've got Usman Khawaja, who needs to come back. They've got Manas Labusheng. Uh, depending on what he does after the Test matches, we don't know whether he's going to come back and get a spot. His position, if he doesn't perform, he could easily be out of the side quite quickly. So I think starting with him, last week I uh, said on the show that I am starting with him and that was a rash in the moment decision, but I don't think I'm going to start with him just based on the fact that he can lose a lot of money and with all these internationals coming back, we've really got to see some promise from him at the start of the season and hopefully... You, off the eye test, you can tell whether he's going to keep his spot or not.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. He, yeah, like we kind of both agreed that yeah, he's, he's a bit of a watch, and hopefully he does perform early so he's locked himself in, into the side.
0: Yep. Uh, who who did I say he's going to open the batting with him? Probably Colin Munro, right?
1: Colin Munro. and then Monroe. Renshaw's probably going to be. Yeah, so
0: Renshaw might be three actually, he's and he's then Billings four. And then maybe yeah. Baisley five or something. That's before all the uh, internationals come back. But Colin Munro, hundred fifty uh, thousand tempted at all, or uh, are a lot of these players uh, are you actually even considering them at all, or are these kind of watches for now?
1: No, nah, these are watches, and then they they gets they gets in the um in the doubles for me. I, like me and Mikey, we, we kind of just chase these doubles. And a lot of people say, no, nah, you need people that are going to score, but yeah. You get these players like Colin Munro, it's not guaranteed points every single week, yeah. where I guess you, you get an all-rounder or more so a bowler that's kind of guaranteed points every single week, where batters, they get they get out for a duck and they've got zero points. Yeah. That's that's not very helpful. At least yeah. if a bowler gets no wickets, there's a good chance that they can, they might get 10 runs, they might get a, a bit of an economy, a couple of dot balls, so they're going to get points where batters, are, it's a hit or miss.
0: How bad is it when you're... Your fresh pod batsman comes in, scores zero points, and they're still yet to bowl.
1: Another half win. From punters jumping in early or waiting too late. You get a good price on one leg, but the others have shortened dramatically. You still win, but it feels like you half win. Introducing Top Sports Best of the Best Multi. Get top odds on every leg, every time. Don't be one of these. Just bet and forget with Bob Multi. Top Sport. Feel the
0: excitement. Responsible. And you just know they're, they're not a bowler, so they're not going to get any more points, and they're just stuck on that score for the rest of the game.
1: Exactly, man. It's not, it's not a good feeling.
0: It's pretty bad. Uh, Renshaw, he's a new uh, recruit for them, and uh, for the first time in his career, he's got the bowler batter jewel. Uh, I think he will play a role in the bowling department, what are your thoughts on him? Is he someone that tickles tickles your fancy? I honestly think that w- with the role, he could potentially be someone you grab earlier than the double.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite quite interested in, in Renshaw, especially if he's going to bowl a couple of overs. Um, I think he's been bowling a bit in the Marsh Cup, whatever you, <laughs> you rave on about. Yeah,
0: the Marsh Pretty Cup. Renshaw's sure been
1: bowling quite a bit. Um, so, I mean, coming in at three... Um, bowling a couple of overs. I mean, yeah, he's definitely on my radar for sure. Um, probably he's probably at the top, at the top of my my uh, my players for the for the heat was Michael Nisa, but now he's in the um, the Test side. I don't really see him coming back, and he, I mean, he might be back because the Test's over, but yeah, it's still a bit of a risk because he might be in and around the um the side for the next Test. So Let,
0: let's talk about Nisa.
1: Grenshaw's um, Qu- probably at the top
0: of my list. Let's talk about Nisa quickly. I know, I know, we're talking about. Matt Renshaw, uh, but I think we can agree that Matt Renshaw, with the role, yes, uh, definitely watch. He's someone if you've got one slot in your side, you can take a punt on uh, because he does have that role. He's the kind of Matt Short type uh, that you really like that he's going to bowl crucial overs, bowl up the front so they can get overs out of the way, and while batsmen are attacking in the power play, um, and he may get a few overs here and there, uh, when they're looking for something, so yeah, I do like Matt Renshaw. But Michael Nisa, he was in my side all preseason. Um, obviously he got it's picked. For- yeah, he obviously got picked for the test. Uh, but he won't. Uh, he was out of my side before that, just because I think you've really got to fill up on the doubles, especially with these bowlers, because these bowlers can stack up so many points and all these all-rounders. He. I really like him. At the price, $107,000, is an absolute bargain for him. He's hardly played any BBO in the last few years. And he, because he's been in the test squad and COVID's been around, he's been in that bubble. And I think this year he'll get the chance to have a few games. And once he comes in, he's going to be that guy that just gets bulk wickets. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, well, I had him. I picked him up right at the end of last year. and He scored. Scored quite well. I think it was maybe a ton or something. Might have even been a double. But I know I, I picked him up and he scored well in in the very last rounds, which helped me kind of get up there in the ranks. So he's kind of always been a uh, on on the good for me, rather than uh, some of the, the players that I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching them again. Yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, the, these test players that are kind of on on the fringe don't no longer have to be in a bubble, so they'll they'll be allowed to be released and to go and play. Uh, BBL. So hopefully Nisa can play some games and maybe I mean, he, he was well off the, the test side and he has got caught in because three bowlers have been injured.
0: So. Well, yeah, Hazelwood uh, or, 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 Cum- or, or been
1: rested because it was an easy kind of
0: win. Yeah, Cummins then Hazelwood. Uh, Cummins will be back for the next test, but Hazelwood is in serious doubt. So that is a bad sign for him uh, because that assuming Boland gets that role instead of Cummins um Oh, instead of Hazelwood, sorry. It means Nessa will be that 12th man, so he probably won't get released uh, to play BBL. That being said, uh, we could be surprised. He might be released more often than not. Uh, It's just we've been living in COVID the last two years, and we're finally out of it with the sporting and their rules. So hopefully, uh, yeah, I guess guess we'll hopefully get to see a bit of him. But they do have some gun bowlers, bowlers already. Xavier Bartlett... We are, who are we talking about? Me and Mikey had a conversation last week on the podcast saying, who do we think is going to be the breakout person this year? And we named it the Xavier Bartlett Award because he absolutely came out of – he came out of the blocks flying last year, at 208,000. He will have a similar role. Honestly, I he batted so much and he batted so well last year. I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that, but – Firstly, Xavier Bartlett, and secondly, who do you think is going to get the Xavier Butler award for this season?
1: Well, first, I guess on uh, on, on actual Xavier Bartlett, I think he I think he's over. I don't think you can pay 208k for someone who's going to have a buy next round only yeah. playing one game. That's true. Um, I mean, he did have a sensational year last year, and he even kind of – there was a few games where he was used as an X factor, so he kind of hurt his score a bit. He mm. could have even been better than – what he was last year. But as for the, as for this year, I would have said Hayden Kerr, but he kind of had a good, good year last year for the Sixers, so I kind of really can't put him in there. It kind of has to be a, a little bit of an unknown. Well, um,
0: Hayden Kerr was pretty much in the running for the Xavier Bartlett award. In running it, for the
1: Xavier it, Bartlett award. It probably award would have been year.
0: Xavier Bartlett, Tom Rogers, Hayden Kerr. Or, Probably not in that order. Probably Xavier Bartlett, then Hayden Kerr, then Tom Rogers. They're, they're, honestly, every season there there is one, and there's going to be one this year, and I, I can't put my finger on it.
1: Who do you reckon? Who do you reckon, Sam? You've brought up the award, surely. I <laughs> don't have
0: anyone in mind just yet, um, but let me think about it. I'll, I'll I'll have something by the end of the episode. <laughs> So, Xavier Bartlett, no. Uh, maybe by the end of the episode, are you going to have a Xavier Bartlett award winner?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll do my searching yeah. and have a think, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, if I'm a bit sidetracked, it's because I'm looking uh, at, <coughs> at Xavier Bartlett potential winners. We've got on uh, the other opening bowler, Mark Steckety. He's in a very similar mold, and he was probably the Xavier Bartlett medal winner the year before. Uh if I'm not mistaken, it could have been Nathan Ellis or something, but uh, Mark Steckity, he is someone who just goes strength to strength. He, him and Xavier Bartlett have absolutely kill it, killed it this preseason in the Sheffield Shield setting, uh, but he seems to... No, it's actually him and Nisa. Steckity, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he's, he's sort of proven rather than than Bartlett, who's kind of had one good season. He's done it for a couple of years now. He's kind of their main strike bowler. Um, I think, yeah, he, he'll be in most sides during the, um, I guess, during the doubles, I think, again. It's a lot of money to spend on a player You're going to play one week bench and then um, have to play play the week after. Uh, I think me and Mikey both had him, like, really early last year, and he kind of helped us, like, massively, um, Steckity, so... I know me and Mikey definitely have a soft spot for him, and he'll probably find his way back into our sides.
0: I really want to start with Secondy, but obviously with the round two buy, it it is very hard, uh, and you've got to kind of get rid of all your Stars players as well, and it's kind of a similar mould. Obviously, you can probably keep Marcus Stoinis uh, because he's so cheap, but... Yeah, you're going to have to get rid of a few. Uh, we've got a few comments here. Thank you for all of your efforts and insights, legends. Thank you, Global Sports Card Investor on YouTube. Uh, we got the SC Whisperer tuning in. Long live Clive Rose. <laughs> Clive Rose, where's he gone? He's honestly fallen off a bridge. He's someone that could be used in a in a BBL franchise. You've got Ben Manenti kind of doing a similar thing these days, but... Yeah, it's, it's a bit sad that we, we haven't seen him around. Uh, and we've got the global sports card investor. Where are the birds? Mikey's not here, but we've got Jake's got his fan in the background. It's Thirty-five degrees in Sydney, and no air conditioner. Yeah, What's right doing?
1: Yeah, I know, man. I've got I've got the fan on. I was I was did a mic check before. I was like, "Says, is is it too loud?" And he's like, ah, it's all uh, right." It's kind like of like white noise the background best yeah. soothing noise. Yeah,
0: it's not bloody uh, <laughs> the the birds going on in the background. That's uh, that that is old school, Mike and Sav's terrible. terrible. No, no,
1: that's Mark, yeah, that's Mikey, fine, That's finest.
0: Uh, at least he talks enough. Like he he goes off on a tangent that it doesn't matter because you're listening yeah, to what he's he, saying. Yeah, he masks it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a few like there. It's very similar to a lot of sides here. They've got a lot of potential options that can come in and out. But uh, ones to keep an eye out throughout the year. I think Jack Wildemouth always kind of plays a role. He bats that seven role and uh, bowls first change. He was a super coach weapon at one point, uh, but he's kind of fallen off uh, as a potential option. But he is someone who can go on a run-up form. We've got Mitchell Swepson, who I'm very interested in, 107,000. We've got Matt Ranshaw, who is the other spinner in their side. But usually he's got Majib to to uh, partner with and he was competing with for overs but he is the guy now and I think he's going to play a massive role in this one, in this season. Uh, I don't want to say he's going to get the Xavier Bartlett award but it could be close because we, we know he's already established and we know he has potential but I think this is the season Mitch Webson goes up a gear uh, for the Brisbane Heat.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Saz. I mean, I, I've kind of looked at him I was like, like like you were saying, right? It could be the year that he that he sort of takes off. Um, doesn't have Majid there. He's the, the key spinner in that side. Um, so yeah, he could be. He, I mean, he hasn't really played much for the last couple of years because he's kind of been around that Test side um, with Cove and the bowie. You know, they couldn't get out and play. So um, yeah, he's de- he's definitely at the top of my list uh, for one of the for one of the heat players that I'll be uh, looking at for the double. I think, and, and I mean. The fact that Nice is not there, I look at Swepson. The fact he doesn't have that jewel kind of affects me not selecting a, a heat player and kind of or a cheaper heat player and carrying yep. them till round three. Yep. Um, so I'm kind of yeah, it's going to be a weight on a, on someone like a Swepson.
0: I I did say he's got uh, Majib to battle with for overs for overs that he won't have. We've got Rencher in the side now. But we've also got Matthew Cunningham at 71,000. Uh, he actually played in that uh, Cricket Australia 11 against South Africa on the weekend. And he got four wickets mm. himself uh, against an international side. Uh, so I think he'll have a lot of confidence going into this tournament. And at the price, he was... I started with him last year and I thought he was going to... He he came into the season with a lot of hope, getting a lot of wickets. Uh, this was one of my pre-season picks him getting a lot of wickets in the Marsh carpet in the Sheffield Shield. Uh, but I think the spot is there for Matthew Cunningham to have the overs. Uh, what's called Mitch Swebson will have will be the leading, uh, he'll be the front-line spinner, but I think Matthew Cunningham can play a role uh, for the Brisbane Heat.
1: Yeah, I mean... I- I really haven't, like, seen much of him. He kind of had a few games last year for the BBL and, you know, didn't really set the world on fire. So that's kind of why I haven't really seen him. But the, I, the fact he got four wickets in, in that um, straight 11 games, is kind yeah. of a pretty big deal. Well,
0: they, they, they were playing not a full-strength side, but, you know, Bavorma, he's the captain of the side. He was playing as world-class players playing. So the fact that he can do it against a world-class attack means... It, it has got to be doing something right. So I really like Matthew Cunningham at a 71,000. So he's probably someone you can probably afford to start with on your bench. Um, You won't have him in round two, but that's kind of good having... I mean, if you're keeping stars plays, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's good to have a look at him. If he gains 20,000, then jump on uh, before he uh, rises in price too much more. but. I really think him and Mitch Swepson are going to be massive watchers this year. Uh, But that probably means that Matthew Renshaw, who we did talk about before, maybe not get uh, a massive bowling role like we expect him to because obviously they've got Bartlett, Steckity, Wildermouth. uh, I think maybe Wildermouth and uh, Renshaw, maybe shareovers. uh, Maybe Renshaw bowls one, Wildermouth bowls three. But, yeah, maybe it's not as clear-cut uh, as we think it is, Jake.
1: Yeah, and I, get, I guess that's why it, it's good that they kind of you know, have the bisect and they're they're a bit of a watch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, they do have a lot of those um, all-rounder-type bowlers. Like, they've got Bailey, they've got Wildermuth.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so, and I don't know if they can fit them all in. Uh, they, they couldn't fit them all in last year. So, I think, yeah, it's definitely a watch for a lot of these... Uh, players.
0: Yeah, and they've got like players like Will Prestwich, who um, is a bowler as well. So, yeah, not all of these players will make the side. Uh, whether they play a uh, Swepson and Cunningham as just bowlers, uh, I don't know if they can afford to do Steckity, Bartlett, Cunningham, and Swepson. Actually, Steckity and Bartlett can bat, so maybe they will kind of have an early tail and invest in their top-order batsmen, uh, hopefully yeah. Um, is there anyone else for the heat that you, you find interesting, or is is that all that you're looking at?
1: No, I think I think that's it. I'm. Uh, we can move on to the uh, the scorchers.
0: Spencer Johnson uh, for the heat. Um, he got four for thirty four in their trial match. Uh, it was an intra squad match though, so I, I don't know how much yeah, we looked into that. I don't think he's going to get a run. Yeah, he's forty two thousand. So you would assume he was someone in in the the b side <laughs> All right um so moving on to the Perth Scorchers, uh this is a team that has the buy in the first round so how far we're looking into this is not uh th- these aren't players we're going to start with in round 1 I think possibly Josh, in- Josh Inglis uh is one where definitely going to consider starting with it because he is at a cheap price but let's start with uh, their trial match on the weekend uh, Cameron Bancroft opening the batting 58 of 34 Josh Inglis 57 of 29 batting number four so I did say that Josh Inglis is a pretty much slam dunk but batting number four is that as appealing as it seems I, I think the fact that he is playing a double and he is a wicket keeper it does land his favour, but batting number four, what are your thoughts?
1: Well I mean he's still gonna he's still gonna come in and, and get a hit at some point, you'd think, unless they've rolled a team, um which is which is very likely for the Scorchers, their volume test that good. But I think yeah. coming in at four, he kind of came in, you know, three or four last year as well. So and he's he has a he has a sort of game that he's you know, like in the in the trial he can go big, he can you know, have a strike rate of two hundred and, and, and score quickly. So I think at his price as a wicket keeper, I think he's uh he's a pretty good option to start with. And I can see why everyone's sort of it. The interesting one I guess is is Bancroft. He's also yeah. available as a wicketkeeper. keeper. He's probably gonna bat ahead of Inglis. Yeah, that's right. Not as much uh, not as not as, you know, uh, as as big a hitter as Inglis, but if you can tick the runs over, then that that's points. Every single run's a point. Well, they both scored fifties.
0: Yeah, oh, like looking at it now, they are only four k difference in price, and really, Bancroft has the better role. And oh, Bancroft won't keep over Inglis, but I don't know. The fact that he's opening the batting means he's going to get bat on ball early. He's going to be batting within the first power play, and he's not going to get. He's not going to come in at a shit time. Like we know when he's going to come in, batting number four. It's not guaranteed that this person's going to get a bat, so maybe Bancroft is the way to go. I've I've never really looked at it, but that they, they both look like they're in good form. Uh, let me just go back to Bancroft, fifty-eight off thirty-four, where Inglis got fifty-seven off twenty-nine. So they're batting very similarly. They're, they're I don't know, and the fact that South Africa in Australia right now, do you think that fuels a bit of a fire in Bancroft's belly? <laughs>
1: I I think he's trying to forget all that, mate. I (laughs) think he's... uh, (laughs) I'm looking too far into it, am I? Uh, Yeah, you're (laughs) trying to to find something
0: (laughs) from nothing. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I actually... Are are you starting with Josh Inglis?
1: Yes, but I don't know. The the fact he's in at four, it's an easy swap to Bancroft, but I I guess Inglis is probably the, the safer... Pick, I think Bancroft. If he has one game, there's a chance he, you know, falls out for for a Hobson or something like that. So I think job security wise, I think Inglis is probably safer uh, than Bancroft. But yeah, I don't know. You kind of like the batter that's batting up higher than, than the rest of them, yeah.
0: I think I think I'm going to go with Bancroft. Uh, I know this is crazy, <sighs> but but you can't. Like the thing is, you can't have this person try around one and then just swap them around two. Cause that's going to cost a trade. No. So you've got to make your decision yeah. nice and early. And I think Bancroft at 91,000, the thing is his role hasn't changed. And I guess neither has Bancroft's, uh, neither has Inglis's, but I guess the price is right. And they're, they're at a price that they can make money on. So I don't know. It's, su- it's such a tough one. I. Uh, when Faf is Faf starting the season?
1: Uh, I think so. They they've flown in today or, or, or tomorrow, so yeah, they've flown in to be ready for round one. So Him and uh, someone else.
0: You would assume he maybe he probably bats three then. Uh and then we've got Bancroft and
1: Inglis, then Hardy. See, Hardy was one that was um, quite interesting. I thought he might have, you know, been been the Mitch Marshall where he was going to bowl a couple of overs, yeah. coming at three, but it looks like he's kind of gone, going to go back to his, you know, coming at five or six and, and probably not bowl that often. So I think... Um, He's one that I was looking at, but now he's, I'm kind
0: of off him. Yeah, maybe Inglis does open or Faf opens. Honestly, like I'm looking at it now, I don't but, know. Who's no,
1: but I think I think Lith, I think Lith's going to open.
0: Right, right, right. There you go. Yeah,
1: and he's an English opener, and we don't know how much. With
0: we don't know how much he's going to be, but yeah,
1: don't know his price yet. No.
0: All right, Bancroft. I think I'm going to go with Bancroft, uh, but hopefully we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Faf, is he? Are you gonna possibly trade a stars player for Faf or
1: Yeah? Maybe I, I even think, Matt Short. Well depending. the fact we don't have Maxwell kind of hurts. I think Matt Short could be the one. Yeah. Um that, that you go to to a Faf, but it's hundred and eighty K. It's a lot of lot to spend on just a batsman. Um, yeah, he does have really the double game though. He will have the yeah, he does have the double game. I think he's gonna be one that you don't really want to, but FOMO says yeah, you've got to grab him. So I think um, that's going to be a decision in uh, round two, I think.
0: There are a lot We're of potential options on. in this round two uh, for the Perth Scorchers. There, there are a lot of bowlers like Matthew Kelly, two hundred one thousand. Oh, honestly, the BBL, the He's last BBL, feels like such a long time ago because I don't remember him going off, but I, I can picture it. Like he is, it sounds like he was a contender for the Xavier Bartlett Award.
1: He just didn't play enough. That was the thing. Like he came in and would just clean up, but he wouldn't regain his spot. Like it was, say they were resting an Andrew tie or something like that. But um, they are. They have that many good fast bowlers in there, or even even spinners as well. That they are. Yeah. Uh, you can see why they they keep winning. Uh, all, they're always up
0: there at the end of the season. Yeah, Andrew Ty, he is always an option uh, start of the season. I'm pretty sure Mikey's starting with him, which is crazy tactics. Crazy, crazy tactics. Uh, Jason
1: Barron. No, I don't think it's that crazy. No, I, think, uh, no, I don't uh, think, I think it I is. Think it's Mikey's ballsy. got a pretty
0: good one there. It's ballsy. Uh, Timel Mills, 167,000. Jai Richardson, 149,000. Jason Barron, 129,000. 120- though, I
1: think, with, with Jai Richardson. Yeah. Otherwise, I think... If, if, you know, Jai Richardson was healthy, I think I would have... I think Mikey would have as well started with Jai Richardson. He'd be number one on the list Tye. for sure. But yeah, but the fact he's under an injury.
0: All these bowlers, where do you rank them? And uh, where do you rank them in the likeliness of you getting them in your side?
1: Well, it, Richardson would have been at the top, but the fact that he's not going to be there or he's under an injury, that kind of puts him down. I think Andrew Tai, every single year he does it. He bowls at the death... Yeah, um, economical gets wickets for fun. I think he's probably at the top. Um, then I, I'm kind of putting Ashton Agar. He kind of yeah. had an awesome year last year, um, yeah. and the fact that he kind of has that dual uh, batter-bowler gets in a bit of batting and scores pretty quickly. Gets four overs no matter what. The only one, I guess, that's kind of a bit of a, um, I don't know, a bit of a negative towards it is the, the form of. The hats, 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 on glue. Hat, hats of Hatsoglu. glue uh, yeah. Who's been hats of glue's been absolutely killing it. So and I think he's kinda of gonna demand a spot. I think they might run the two spinners. They did a yeah. pick last year, but if there was say it was a a, a pacey wicket, hats of glue would always miss out. So um I yeah, kinda of put yeah, tie first, Agar second, maybe hats of glue if he's gonna be guaranteed a spot because he's got hundred K's
0: they they're, they're all a
1: very similar but price. A, yeah, and they i mean, Berendorf is kind of a lot cheaper, but he's kind of not really the the wicket taker. Yeah, of the groups, kind of just the economical bowler, and then they yep. attack from the other side. So, I don't know, Saz, who's, who's your pick for the, for these bowlers? I mean, they do it every single year.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got to go with Ash and Agar. Um I think the problem with Agar is he—he's a chance not to bowl four overs all the time. Uh, like I think he
1: did. Um, he might not have, but I, I thought he bowled like four overs every single game last year. He, he should be. He's he, always just bowls in that middle.
0: He honestly should be. Maybe that's why it doesn't seem like he bowls four overs because he, mm. he just kind of gets it out of the way. But uh, there's just so many bowlers there that uh, I don't know if any of these are going to be great. Like Jai Richardson always bowls four. Berndoff is not. Guaranteed to get that four. He might bowl two up front, and mm. that's it. Um, I think with this side, they're going to use the X factor play a lot this well, year. There's no
1: more yeah. X factor anymore. There's not. They've canned it. They have canned it. Oh, damn it! No more X factor. Why? I oh, made. That was that was a super nah. coach nightmare. That X factor. Nah,
0: it was a shit rule. I didn't like it. But <laughs> but for for a side like this, like. You would see, yeah, you can afford to do it. Like, you'd have Berndorf bowling two, three overs right up the start, and then bring a batsman on or something. Mm. Like, th- that is that is a dream play. Or oh, can they do that? Or it can only
1: be, I think you'd only bowl one over and then you had to get subbed out. Uh, right. Yep. That would yeah, work. It doesn't matter. It's gone. So there's no more.
0: <laughs> that would work for Berndorf, no though. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, but.
0: I think the fact that Richardson is uh, under an injury cloud, that means that Ty is definitely in, bowling four overs. And then you've got Agar and Hatsuglou that are probably going to bowl four, maybe three at least. Um, and then we've got Matthew Kelly. Maybe Matthew Kelly does play a good role to start the year at least. And
1: I don't uh, even know if he gets a spot in that side. It's tough, isn't it? Many bowls. You've got Ty Mills there. Yeah. You've got... Aaron Hardy can also bowl some as well.
0: Laurie Evans can bowl, no, can't Karen he? Can kill you, I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> uh, Laurie that,
1: Evans, no, he got he got suspended, didn't he? He was the Pom that got suspended. Was he? That was him. Yeah. Maybe He's, from Drug Cheat. Really? That, and that's who they replaced. Faf uh, replaced. Oh, pretty right. sure.
0: Yeah, there is like a little red thing here, so...
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't, feel... be, don't be picking him, mate. Don't <laughs> be picking in.
0: Uh, Cameron Green is quite down the list. Um, he's going to feature later in the tournament, so he is someone definitely to look out for. Cooper Connolly might get a spot. Oh, just based on how we're talking, I don't think he's going to get a spot early in the tournament. So he's probably someone I won't start with because you could, you know, he, he probably could be the um, what? Who was that auto emergency guy that always? J- what was his name from NRL? From
1: last year. No,
0: from oh, NRL. from NRL.
1: Oh, uh, Gerard Mamosia.
0: No, 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 no. Are no. talking about
1: actual AE yeah, no, Nightmare? Or? It wasn't
0: it the Bulldogs one? No, not AE Nightmare. Oh, Jared
1: Anderson.
0: Jared Anderson. He's the Jared Anderson. Oh, or enough. He's enough. He will be because uh, I don't think he'll play. Uh, but Lance Morris, 62,000, got picked in the Australian squad. With Cummins coming back, he might get a start. So that's... At that price, that's a pretty good shout. Uh, he could get a start in, if Richardson or or Mills don't...
1: See, uh, all, all these bowls we're talking about, it could be even a like rotation risk for a lot of these bowls. Yeah, that we're picking up. you're right. They have that many bowlers.
0: Is there anyone else in this list that oh, I've talked about that you think I've missed? Like Aaron Hardy's going to play some sort of role, but I don't like yeah, the kind yeah. of player that does... Average of both. Uh, I want someone yeah. who who is a great bowler that can bat, or a great batsman that can bowl a bit. So,
1: or, or affected by the, the team that they're in. Same thing with Ashton Turner. Like, yeah. hey, he's a good player. He's their captain. He's yeah. a good player. Same as Aaron Hardy. Like, if they went to a different side, they'd probably be opening. Yeah. The batting potentially opening the bowling. So. Yeah. The fact that they're in the scorchers kind of hurts them. But um, yeah, I don't. Th- I don't really have anyone else um, from the Scorchers.
0: I don't either, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk oh, God, about well. it. We'll talk about it next week when they actually, um, when when, yeah, when when they they actually play. And, and hopefully we can get more of a gauge of where everyone's going to be at. But uh, just looking at this side, I, I don't know if this side is going to be the side that makes it to the grand final. What are your thoughts on who's going to be in the grand final this year for the BBL? Well, it's
1: who's the Thunder going to verse <laughs> in the <grand> final? <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think you can still. You got to put the Scorchers there. There's their bowling attacks is insane, and even even the um the sixes, as even though I don't like them because they're obviously the uh, Thunder's enemy. Yeah. Um. But I think it's probably going to be one of those two. They do it every single year. They keep the same side. They don't need the internationals because they're just full of Aussie talent. So I think. Um, although the loss of Mitch Marsh is probably going to be pretty big, and Colin Munro, but they again they're, they're filling it with. With other talent So I think yeah, Thunder will verse Either the uh, Scorchers Or the Sixers What about you Sass?
0: <laughs> uh, I actually think It's going to be uh, I'm going to lock One side in 100% And that's going to be The Hobart Hurricanes I think they're going to Have a good run this year
1: I think uh, Do you have a good balance Just one
0: uh, One year Together And they've uh, They missed out last year But I think It's going to do The world of good for them I think the Adelaide strikers are going to struggle this season. Um, I, I guess you, there's no. it doesn't take an expert to, to say that. Uh, just their side just doesn't look as stacked. And, as, and, yeah,
1: and Rasheed's not there for the whole season. Exactly. So
0: I, um, I think the Renegades are going to do quite well. They're not going, going to make
1: the... I think they're going to do better. I don't think they're going to be... I think they're going to the make the semi-final.
0: Is. I think they're going to make the semi-final. I think the Stars um, might come fifth and miss out. It's got to, I guess, it's got to be the Sixes and the Hurricanes. Then that that's just by process of elimination.
1: I I think the semi. I noticed how we didn't mention the Heat because we both agree that they yeah no they they're they're in Brisbane
0: they're in a rebuilding year they'll kind of be like the um, someone last year came ninth or so who came ninth last year?
1: What in in NRL?
0: Yeah. Broncos, Jesus.
1: Broncos. Bronco.
0: I, I guess it's kind of like a Broncos year for them where they're rebuilding and they'll be better for it next it's year.
1: Brisbane, it's a thing. They just rebuild.
0: Brisbane. <laughs> it is a thing. So, yeah, I think it's going to be the Hobart Hurricanes and the Sydney Sixers. And the semifinal is going to be the Sixers, Hurricanes, Thunder and Renegades. Jesus, oh,
1: he's rating the Renegades
0: highly. Oh, I, yeah, I think they're going well. to do well. I think they're going to do well. Very good. Uh, Let's answer one more question before we go. Uh, Actually, we've got a couple here. Andrew Christie, I have 11 double game weeks for the first round. Is that too many and then too hard to get other players in later? Honestly, I'm going with 10 at the moment, and I think uh, I'm not worried at all. Uh, What are your thoughts, Jake?
1: Yeah, I'm not worried. I think I'll have potentially 11, depending on how how they go in their first game, Um, and then I'll, I'll have a couple of scorches on the bench. So... Um, I think I've kind of mapped out my first couple of rounds of, of, you know, the type of player I'm going to be bringing in, the top player I'm going to be trading out. So yeah. obviously that's to, that can change easily, but um, I don't think it's that—that's a worry. You're going to start off with a flyer, and like it was the last couple of years, you're going to start off with a flyer because it's very hard, especially with This teams start looking very similar.
0: Yes, and then we've got another one here. Um, Thoughts on Cartwright for the double? Will he get some overs? I'll debunk that straight away. He's he's not going to bowl again. Like the fact that no. Stoinis is was barely getting overs last year means Stoinis is in front of him in the pecking order.
1: Yeah, that, they've got they've got plenty of bowlers in there. I mean, Bo Webster's is probably a, a better chance of bowling some overs um, over over Cartwright, and he's probably not even going to get a bowl. So, yeah, but the fact. Like we sort of mentioned earlier, if, if Hilton Carwright does open Savs, you'll be all over him like a rash. Um, but uh, yeah, he won't won't be getting any overs. I don't think, but he can hit him.
0: I will be all over Hilton Carwright. And last one, Supercoach three hundred and sixty. We've got the podcast yeah. listening in tonight. I love Jake. We love you too, Bergs. I assume that's no, Bergs.
1: Uh, hopefully, it's the Bergs. I love the Bergs.
0: Love the Bergs. Love me some Bergs.
1: In, in some, uh, some NFL drafts with, with Bergsy, and uh, it's, it's good. Good fun. Yes,
0: very good. Um, And that's it for the podcast. Enjoy, uh, Supercoach lads. Uh, we'll be back yep. next Tuesday at latest. I guess we'll see. Um, I haven't
1: looked into when
0: the round ends, but uh, we'll, we'll play it by year. We'll see how we go. Jake's probably looking yeah, now. Yeah,
1: probably be a bit earlier than. Than that because I think the round kind of ends on maybe a Saturday, um. So hopefully we might come in a bit earlier than that. Yeah, going to be very hard because <laughs> yeah. the, the rounds end and then they start again. Yeah. So. so you've kind of got to... we have we have difficulties getting everyone here on <laughs> one day a week. So it, it, we'll do our best. Like, we, but we, yeah, g- good luck to everyone. Um, I it, think at, it, I'm just. I think at worst,
0: at worst, we'll be back on Sunday then. Sunday, Sunday maybe. Yeah, so the
1: last game's on a Friday, Friday, and the round, then's done the Saturday night. All right, sweet.
0: We'll we'll get that out, and we'll. So, we
1: doing a Saturday Saturday podcast? Then
0: <laughs> Saturday podcast. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Oh,
1: actually, maybe, I can, you can I, find a spare I, hour. I, I you can, can find a spare hour somewhere.
0: I can do it. My wife's away for a work Christmas party, so.
1: Oh, you're on dad duty
0: though. Yeah, I'm on dad. app yeah,
1: it. Can be
0: done, can be done. Uh overall group code is nine four oh one five seven. Make sure to join that. Uh you got the chance to win. There's two Supercoach Championship rings going out. Uh that'll go to it the should. That'll go to the, the top two. Um and then uh the top so the rings will go away. The ring will go away to one person. Yep to the winner, right?
1: first overall, yeah.
0: And then the first will also get their choice of a six-pack of bloke in a bar or the shirt, or they can have the second ring if they really want to, and then we'll we'll do the top 20. We'll do a draw for the other prizes. Sweet. Um, So first we'll get two prizes, and the other two will go in a draw to win one prize each. So you can win the two Supercoach Championship rings, the Super Coach experience, game day shirt, or the six pack of bloke in the bar, and that's the game day shirt right here. Yeah, it, oh, okay. it's for I NRL season. Like either team. Yeah, it's for NRL uh, season, really. But um, we are primarily NRL, and our listeners are NRL. So, uh, yeah, cheers for listening, and make sure to join that group so you go in the chance to win that. And cheers for coming on, Jake. Good luck with your Super Coach, and good luck to the Thunder. eh? you too. Yeah, yep. Can't wait
1: for it. Tuesday, <laughs> everyone tuning. Good luck. Cheers, guys.